Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips for sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sip kombucha for your womb. This is Lindsay. How are we, hon? Oh, I'm very fucking good. How are you? <laughs> very fucking good. I'm so fucking glad. Sadly, we just both had a Oh, yeah. We Didn't just fuck. Well, we Actually, ate a bit of chalky. We had a little bit of chalky in a DC. <laughs> We're just Diet Coke. Diet Coke, yeah, not some, some weird ass shit. Okay, so we are doing a Q&A. We do these monthly we had to um, shut down the Tumblr because there was too many questions coming in. So we only opened them when we're doing a Q and A. Yeah, and you came through. So as we have always, some queens, juicy questions for the girlies. Yes. So let's jump into it, shall we? Dive okay. right in. Question numero uno. Hey, gals! I love the podcast and your open, honest nuggets of golden advice. Here's the situation: Is honesty really the best policy? I have some friend had some friends over last night and got really drunk and tongue kissed one of my girlfriends for the lols. I've been with my boyfriend for a few months now and thought it was harmless and a thing straight girl pals do. But since reading responses on Quora, I love that she went on Quora. I'm wondering whether I should tell him or not. I love him and don't want to needlessly hurt him. Can I just say me when I've done something googling it? Okay, what the fuck is Quora? Quora is like an if you've never seen that when you like Google a question and a website comes up Quora where someone asks a question and then like people on the internet can answer it. But also like clinical psychologists like uh, like uh, verified accounts can actually be like what you're experiencing right now is blah 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 blah. Okay, it sounds like birth control. What's birth control? When you don't like the pill. Oh, the, what you mean? It sounds like oh, like it sounds a, like a, a brand yeah. of birth like, control. What do you use? I use the Quora. You? Oh no! So it's basically. What's birth control? I, I thought you meant like it was a website. I was like, it sounds like the website birth control. No, so I'm sure you've you've definitely been on it. Like if you've ever Googled a question, there's a Quora for it. Um, so it's like a public forum where you mm-hmm. ask a question, people answer. Like um, Yahoo answers. I remember that back in the day. Kind of, but it's like specifically like it's less so about like uh, like you know what restaurant is the best one to go. It's always about like. I've had a dream. There's like always really long mad dreams on it and people are like interpreting them and shit. It's very interesting. However, that is not the point of the question. The point of the question is she scored her mate. Tonkist. I love that she said tonkist. <laughs> I know. Because that is so like, I remember just the whole tonkissing being like a thing mm. in school when like, I think I'd kissed like pecked a guy in the cheek or whatever on the lips, but it was like, oh, but have you met someone? I just think that that's so Like she must be young She's saying Yeah she must be young If she's like Tongue is the operative Because I don't know I'm like she must be so innocent As well in a cute way Because we were saying tongue kissing When I was fucking 11 
<laughs> maybe we have a you know just a maybe very diverse listener. Yeah, <laughs> if you are eleven, can you just go to your mammy and Back tell her to TikTok. throw your phone in the bin? Back on TikTok, girl. Um, I love. Also, she said like you give golden nuggets of advice, which just reminded me of the, that cereal golden back nuggets. in the nineties. I love the word nuggets because I love golden nuggets. I love golden nuggets. <laughs> anyway, okay, so you tongue kiss your mate and you're going out with this lad and you feel bad. And she's asked the internet, which is question like number one thing not to do. Because like that is so something that girls I feel do when they're like afraid to ask their pals. And we've all been there. Where yeah. you've done something and you're like, Okay, I need advice. Uh don't want to tell my friends about this. Don't want to tell them that I'm second guessing myself. So I'm gonna ask the internet. And the annoying thing about it is, is that like no one knows your exact situation. Like, I mean, whenever I've, like, Googled random questions, it's always, like, I'm reading their question, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, same, same. Then they do so- say something, and they're like, I'm four, 15 years married. I'm like, oh, I don't have all that with me. Yeah, all I the know. questions are about, answers are about the marriage. I'm like, oh. Or the answers are reading you wrong. Where they're like, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're not comfortable with your sexuality, that's and that's why you explored, which is perfectly fine, but you obviously <laughs> have to sit your boyfriend down and say that you're bi. And it's like, oh. <laughs> okay, so what do you think? Um, well, let's look at it in a, like, larger... Let's look at her situation first, and then we can open it up to, like, just girls in general, like, kind of getting with each other. Because I think there's two different... This is, this exists on a spectrum, I think. Like, if I was just... Like, hers is very easy for me to, like, slap up. I'm like, no, you don't tell your fellow that you, like, smooched your friend at a sleepover. Mm-hmm. Like, that's completely innocent. Like, it is something that girls do. Uh, it is something that society... Like accepts more from women than men There's a different conversation for a different day Well society sexualizes it towards men Like the male gaze or whatever Like it's seen as And I understand maybe she's a bit kind of confused Because it obviously happened at a girl's party Well that's what I'm assuming Well I think society kind of uh, It's not only that it's sexualized towards the male gaze But I also think that it's accepted Because women are so tactile with each other in general It's a very like socially acceptable thing for women to be like even like you don't see men greeting each other kissing each other on the cheek in Ireland anyway you know you might in France it's just we're not yeah. a very in Ireland and in England and probably America like men on men aren't tactile towards each other mm-hmm. um, so you know it's not as far of a reach you know like you'll be like you know it's, it's normal to see like girls like lying on each other's lap stroking each other's hair you know that way yeah. so it's like women do express well um, women do in that sense but then I do think and then I think that's where it's seen as more like the intimate but then I definitely feel that men in our in Ireland can kind of be a bit expressive with like say kissing each other when they're watching a match and something like that like it's just yeah. a bit more like in a in a masculine way you know yeah, so say yeah. if like just imagine if like your your fella and all his mates were out at the pub and like finally their match won or whatever the fuck I don't know about football their match scored like um won the universe and um like they kind of grab each other and they kiss or they like slap each other's arms. It's expressed in different ways. Yeah, it is, and it's just like. But what I mean is that like female friendships aren't like they're almost expected to be quite intimate in a way, not like sexually intimate, but like a lot of the time, like it, you know, you wouldn't if you walked in on two girlfriends and they were like lying on each other, as I said, and one was stroking their hair, you wouldn't be like, oh god, I must have interrupted you. You'd be like, hey. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not that far off. Like, two girls kissing isn't that far off. Being naked together in a room, being like, your tits are huge. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like, you know, this thing that came from like, I've never touched my friend so we were rolling around. So it can, what I mean is it's the same with men as well though in like locker room where they're going around like, 
fucking helicoptering their dick and slapping each other's eyes. Where I do think with this question, she's saying, like, we got really drunk and tongue kissed. So she's obviously saying that we're tongue. So it's obviously removed from that sense of, like, habitual female kind of intimacy no I know I'm not saying I'm what I'm saying is that like the reason why society accepts it is because it gets you're just you see it more often out in the day to day in a way of like intimately like being holding hands and stuff like yeah men do it in like you know throes of passion but you know how many times could you see two girls what going around like linking each other do you see fellas doing that no you don't so what I'm saying I'm not saying that men don't do it. I'm saying it's more socially acceptable and seen in society so what I'm saying is that it's for like girls to be kissing each other like even if a guy heard that I'd say most guys as you said number one they pr- could probably sexualize it or number two they'd just be like uh yeah alright cause girls like when I was going out when I was younger all the girls are like scoring each other in the club like even girls yeah. who aren't you know even by curious or whatever like it was just a thing girls do that a lot of the time and it can be I'm not saying that it can't be for men but it can be completely innocent from my experience as a girl who's done that you know that way I can't speak on behalf of men because I ain't one I think the difference here is that like you're saying yes and I remember growing up that was a thing like when I was in college and stuff that you know we'd be at a college night out and two girls would just be showing off quite frankly and just be like oh, we're gonna kiss and then like kissing and then all the men who were like oh, love that but this is like it is a bit different when there's no men around and it is just you two and I guess you have to explore why that happened and if it is purely innocent that it was just this drunken thing that was like whatever and yeah but it sounds innocent she said she had a few of her friends over right yeah. So it sounds like it was like a, I dare you to kiss her kind of situation. It's not like when I read that, it wasn't like, you know, she's like, oh my god, my best friend came over. We were lying in the bed and we ended up like freaking making out all night. There doesn't like her. I don't think her concern is that like she has feelings for her friend. Like I think it's normal and healthy to like ex- like you know to not only express intimacy to other women like that but to have moments of like dare you dare I call it experimentation with Mm -hmm. other women you know that way and I don't think it has to be this big like introspective moment of like where did that come from because sometimes it just doesn't come from anywhere sometimes it just fact like they can and I agree with that I'm just saying just from her saying the tongue kissing I'm like did is that making her feel some type of way because like we well I think she means like it wasn't like a She's just trying to like define that it's like a she scored a friend. Yeah. It, yeah. You know. I would always with this kind of shit, if you are dealing with like a situation where you're wondering whether you should tell your partner, I would always just try and think, put yourself, you know, flip it. So that's kind of how I deal with it, because mm-hmm. I don't think that we should take like gender and all the different societal like ex- exceptions of like how women handle French kissing and how men do. You know, like I, th- I think because it does depend on the lad. Like I have been with lads who I know wouldn't give a flying bollock if I snog my friend. And, oh, and some would care a lot. And I yeah. know that guys would be, uh, other guys would be Freaked. totally uh, like see that as cheating. So mm. I don't even think it depends on the act or whatever. It does depend on the guy. I think it depends on your intention for me. It doesn't depend on like, I mean, if you were kissing your friend because you have romantic feelings for her, then... Yeah, you should probably have a look at that. But like, if it is an innocent thing, it's like, it's like if you're to me, it's like 
there has to be like a, a grey area in relationships almost where like you have to like have a little bit of leniency like you know and everyone discovers that in their own relationship it's like boundaries you know the way there's no one grey area that suits everyone you know for some people you could go out to a club have a boyfriend and be with your single friends and you know if you're with a group of guys and kind of you know harmlessly flirt to one of them mm-hmm. now some guys that wouldn't be okay with no in, or in some relationships that wouldn't be alright so you have to figure out like in your relationship did you cross a boundary there or is it also something that like you want to be continuously doing I don't know it's like and then with that as well with the boundary thing because say if that is something that you like you know you go out you get drunk and shit happens like that and that's something that you don't want to let go of but you feel that your partner of a few months only might really not like then maybe you aren't a great match exactly you know, maybe like if he's that a would be more something conservative that, than you are yeah you know? because uh, yeah I would be it just depends on kind of the boundary that you have for yourself or the boundary. and it feels like uh, from what I'm getting from this message I think she's concerned over how her boyfriend would react regardless of her intentions or of the like yeah that's her know. main concern 100% yeah. is hurting her fella she doesn't really care that she hit, kissed her friend I don't think other than no. the fact that she has a boyfriend no she's not like who do I like my friend yeah. or my boyfriend you <laughs> yeah. know she's like oh fuck I've done this thing which I think might impact my three month relationship yeah so well I think what it is is that she's kind of come up against where she thought it's grand not to tell that's what she's kind of getting at here where she's like then I googled it and everyone's saying like oh no you should definitely tell and then she's second guessing herself she's kind of like fuck am I trying to hide something on someone and then she's also going like she said like at the end I don't want to needlessly hurt him and I think if that's your point like if it is going to be needlessly hurting someone like that's how I kind of always like scale up these things I'm like what's like the greater good of me telling them like there's always things that like it's a little bit of an uncomfortable thing that you might have to tell your boyfriend but you know it'll like you know help improve your you know relationship if you're like I spent the last of our savings on Depop Uh, you're like some stuff you have to come clean about you know and it's going to be an uncomfortable situation but at the end of the day like it's better than lying stuff like this is kind of a needlessly hurt thing because like if you know yourself and this is what you know I guess you were getting that Lynn's like if you know yourself that it was um, innocent then you know you kind of have to it's like uh, if is me telling him almost like making it a bigger deal because you're like coming clean and how can you tell that because like how can you convince them that it was innocent too they'd be like then why are you telling me I know that's the weird thing because it's really hard to describe girl time to guys yeah (laughs) yeah and like look a lot of guys I think would get it in a way I think they'd be like what but like you again you don't know you can't predict how someone will react no but I guess it also is how, you know, if it does feel like you're withholding this kind of secret and it's going to make you kind of be uncomfortable continue, continuing on this relationship because you feel like you have this secret baggage in the back of your mind. Like if it's going to, if it's impacting your mind and you're thinking about it and you just feel like, I mean, it really does depend if it's like, if you feel like you have a dirty conscience or something like that. Mm, I just wouldn't beat myself up too much you know no. I think uh, but I mean that depends on the individual does. like I mean if she's already writing into us looking on yeah. Google she's but I would encourage something. her to like you know if we're going to look at it completely objectively and not you know carry and say if we ignore the boyfriend for a second like I wouldn't beat myself up or think about it too much unless it's like you know unearthing emotions or feelings that you're having from some other place I wouldn't take it too seriously like I think a lot of the time we're told like you know every action you have to like 
be like why did I do this and plan it back sometimes random bullshit happens and you don't have to always be like that is part of me you know that no way, so. I, I'm not saying that I'm saying oh, that no, if I it's know, just, just on her conscience and if she can't kind of move past like I mean because if that was me and if I was you know I'm assuming this girl's a bit younger or whatever you know from her saying like French kissing like I mean does it really matter if it's a kiss on the lips that the tongue like whatever you you kissed your friend I, it seems pretty innocent to me but we don't know because we're not there and also your boyfriend know because he he won't know because he wasn't there so mm. it's only how you kind of feel about it so if you just feel like that was just a stupid thing you know and or not even a stupid thing just a kind of like a flippant girl innocent friendly thing you haven't seen your friends in so long you've been quarantined and now you're together and like I was texting my friends that when we were you know in quarantine and we hadn't seen each other we were like all texting each other being like I'm gonna snog your fucking face off when I see you that kind of thing so it, I mean it's weird being released back into the wild post quar when we've been sat inside for three months it's odd and so I think let yourself like give yourself a bit of leniency in the fact of like it's not like it's a regular occurrence like I have a friend of mine who when she first started seeing her fella um, they'd be at like house parties and like she was going out with this her fella who's now her husband and um, she'd be kind of like kissing this a girlfriend of hers you know in front of the guys and the guys would be like yup loving it and then it kind of was happening every weekend and then she was like going up to the bedroom and like with the girls and her boyfriend had to sit her down and be like here look no you yeah, know but yeah, if it's yeah. just like a bloody once in a blue moon randomly yeah. you snogged your friend and that's what I was kind of getting at the start I wasn't you know trying to like bring into like how society deals with gender on gender romance or intimacy <laughs> I was more just saying that like I'm trying to like comfort her it is something that girls do all the time and it is like it happens and all get, the time yeah. and it's complete and it can be most of the time like if you went into it and you're coming out of it thinking it was innocent then just leave it at that you know like it is something that girls do all the time and Look, looking at that quora shit is like looking at medical online. Like you're looking up, you've got this little bump on your leg and all of a sudden you've got cancer. I like know. these people don't Google anything. Yeah. I mean, like, and also the people on this are usually like it's usually just a way bigger situation where they're like Americans and really dramatic. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like the likeliness of them being your age in your exact situation with, you know, your history of I don't know, sexuality is like mm-hmm. minute. So just look at yourself. Try not to over amplify it too much in your head because like it is it's one of those things that like you give it the space it like is gonna take up in your head like you know you can you have to also train yourself I think sometimes like I mean I know it from like I'm sure you're the same it's like going out for years it's like having a bit of fear the next day if you just choose to like indulge on this one embarrassing thing say that you didn't annoy it out it t- becomes this massive issue for you and you can feel so like <gasps> I've done it where I've been so embarrassed and then I've like gone to the person and been like I'm really embarrassed about the last time I saw you I did this this and this and they're like did you, I, Are you? What, what? <laughs> yeah like what's your name again so it'll it'll hold as much relevancy as you give it in your own head you know so yeah. try not beat yourself up and I don't think you have to tell your boyfriend now if it is a situation like you were just saying there, Lindsay, every single time you guys are having a sleepover, you're scoring the face off each other. That's not exactly something that you would probably want your boyfriend to be doing with his friends. Like imagine he yeah. came back from a sleepover and was like, I scored Michael again last night. You'd be like. And that's where I think with the whole like gender, like whatever, all that shit we were talking about at the start of this question, where I do think like in a way it is just a kind of unequal that like women will like, you know, be so much more flippant with how intimate we can be with our girlfriends and then kind of. 
you know, shame men for being like, I remember even in school, like if a friend, I remember one of my guy friends had a sleepover with another guy and like they just stayed in the same bed and the whole school were like, oh, you fucking gays. You know, the way like mm. it is, that's another question, but it is interesting how we like not only sexualize women on women, you know, being together for the kind of experimental side, but also um, don't bat an eyelid, you know, mm-hmm. so that's it. But that's another question. But I do think like, yeah, it's, you know, it is whatever you think it is. And it depends. It really does just depend because so many, it's just so different for everyone. Like, mm. like you said, it just depends on how conservative he is or even how you are. Like if if you yourself are a really conservative person and you did something out of character and you whatever. Yeah. So just like, don't beat yourself up about it, whatever at all. But if it, I think it, the main thing is, is like, if, if it's a repeat offender, like say, for example, like, you know, say your boyfriend wouldn't like you kissing your mate. Think of something that you wouldn't like your boyfriend to be doing. Say something real laddish to do. Like say he just ghosted you for a whole day because he was hungover or on the set. Mm-hmm. You can forgive that once. And he, you don't need him to come to you and be like, look, this is why I did it. I was kind of annoyed at you and I was actually kind of trying to be a lad in front of the friends. Once off, you can just be like, I actually don't really need to hear your fucking excuse. Just don't do it again. But if you're doing it every weekend, you're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, if it's almost like a test of your respect or like yeah. kind of pushing you and it's like, hold on. Nah. Yeah, and look, you've got a level of self-awareness, so maybe it just doesn't actually sit right with you. Maybe yeah. you don't. Maybe want to you do were just like, that was a random ass night. Yeah. Me and my friends got a bit too fucking drunk, and that's not who I am, and it's not who I want to be in this relationship. Yeah. So YOLO, girl, it's all good. YOLO, move on. Next question, a girl. What is your opinion on long-term relationships from a young age? Do you think they last? Do you think they're mi- that you're missing out on parts of growing up? Interesting. Interesting. So, okay. I mean, I think this is something that I don't know if there's like, there's definitely like this war between like people who are, you know, single, people who are in relationships. Well, that's dramatic. I'm being dramatic here. People, <laughs> I mean, but like, there's this, like, there's always these conflicting ideas, and whether it's like, oh, you should, you know, only settle down when you're in your late 20s. You shouldn't be having, there's just these like made up things that people pull out of their arse to mm. kind of put you down for. However, what, however your life is panned out. And it's usually a projection of their own insecurities. Honestly, like if, if you're in a long term relationship and you're like, say, 19 and you've been going out with someone for four years, if everyone's been like, you're meant to be single when you're 19, it's usually because they're insecure that they want everyone else to mirror what they're doing. That's what humans, we kind of are like that. Like we find it unusual and strange and challenging when someone who is in technically our situation, like be it age like you know class or whatever if someone goes off and does something completely different like say if you know someone I know is like quitting my job in the bank if I was working in the bank they're like and I'm gonna go uh, travel around Southeast Asia I'm like you'll never get a fucking mortgage it's a it's usually rooted from a place of a little bit of insecurity and societal norms and all that kind of shit you know so if someone is giving you grief over being in a long uh, long-term relationship when you're younger you know, it can usually be a, like a few things. Like they don't understand. They maybe haven't been in a long-term relationship themselves. So they just don't have the comprehension of why it's nice or important to you. Or maybe they want it and they're feeling a little bit like, you shouldn't be doing that. I think that, I think for people who have found their long-term relationship at a young age, it's like the thing about long-term relationships and relationships in general, especially like a healthy, happy relationship, is that a lot of it is just luck. Yeah. And just, you know, I mean, say if you're all in school in a year together and there was, like, I know 
uh, good for you my friends in secondary school who would have maintained that well not a good for you but a couple of them who would have like met in secondary school gone out and they're still together and they have kids and it's kind of like I think yes I'm sure maybe their life wasn't maybe as adventurous as other people who had many different relationships or whatever but I think it's like what we want what people who kind of want to put that down they want to kind of discredit it because it is a lot of the time just look and it, it and it is if you want that like it is a nice thing to have I'm again if we're talking about like a healthy happy relationship and I think people want to discredit it because they want with relationships I feel people want to try and like make sense of it almost yeah where there's no sense no it is complete potluck as you were saying and I think even like if you're going to talk about an unhealthy relation long-term relationship like my first relationship wasn't like exactly the like I always get kind of jealous when I hear people being like oh my you know you never you never fall out of love with your first love and I'm like <laughs> I'll challenge you on that one you know the way when people come out with that stuff they're like yeah your first love I'm like you do you fully fucking can um like but so but even though I had that long-term relationship that wasn't anything I would wish on anyone or like that I'm even like so glad I spent three years doing that I also learned so much so you know what I mean it's like even if the long-term relationship like I just I I think it depends on I think you should just do things that feel good for you at that time and not be concerned with like oh I'm 19 I should be single because you can all be 19 single and miserable or you can be 19 single and have the best time ever it just depends on your circumstances I always I wonder about that like why should you be single like why should you be telling a 19 year old that she shouldn't be just with one person and that she should be like why like I just my confusion and like what wrecks my head around like conversations about relationships and love and all that kind of stuff like that you were saying that quote of like you never get over your first love yeah it's just like where did that come from because love is an illusion first of all like we you know love is not something that we can like see or hear or whatever like so it's and we don't also know how even if you are in a relationship like you don't know how like who loves each other more how they really feel for you because you only ever really know how you feel so it's like why do we consistently try to make or constantly trying to make these rules around love I guess as humans we like are constantly trying to make rules around everything to make sense of them just like you were saying and like a relationship is just togetherness and like I just don't understand how people I well I maybe okay if we're looking at say a really young relationship I can understand it I like, can see I can see if I had a daughter and she was like say like teen years I'm like whatever that's just like you're figuring shit out but like if I had like a 19 year old daughter she got a boyfriend I'd like they've been together say say she's 20 and they've been together since she was 15 and like I can see it I I do think there is like a level of like life that you can kind of not only get from being single but that you do like you learn shit from being single you know you learn shit from being in a relationship too don't get me wrong but like I think that you know we spoke about it in podcasts before there's always like a girl who's been gone out with her fella for like my first boyfriend we broke up for I was with him from I was 16 till I was like 19 I think I was almost 20 no I was 19 sorry and I remember being like how do I talk to lads and you're so just like kind of you're just held back in that way kind of socially and you can only learn that from being single you know that way and I do think my single years that I had from when I was like 19 till I was like 25 they taught me so much about like kind of coming out of my shell and making you know being a bit more like socially 
uh, aware and better at meeting strangers and all of those kind of things. I'm not saying you can't learn that while also being in a relationship, but definitely being single helped that and it also helped me like make a lot of my friends like I I think there is a few kind of coming of age years now I don't think it's a rule but I can see why people would be like you know if you had a daughter and all of her friends were going out every weekend she was staying with her fellow every weekend and they were in college you'd be kind of like oh it'd be so good you'd have so much fun if you were like out being a bit more free and wild you know that way but that's where I'm thinking about like if it is I think none of it matters if it is in a healthy relationship. And I do feel if it is in a healthy relationship, there's so, especially if you're very young, I think. I do think there's a difference between a long-term relationship when you're young, where you're acting as mini adults. Mm-hmm. Like I know some people who would have been very young getting together and they're already thinking about renting a house or saving for a mortgage. And they're basically living like a married couple of 40. I think that's kind of what the stigma is, isn't it? Because I do think that it either makes you, it can make you grow up a little bit too quick or you just don't get to also live that crazy single kind of young years. And you I don't know? think that should be like, you know, I think you should be able to have both. You know, say if you are in college and you're in a long term relationship, if you have to like if you are wanting, you know, seeing that you're so different to everyone else mm-hmm. in your your age then I do think that is a bit of a like red flag of like how you're handling yourself because I think those college years and that kind of like freedom of being able to like be a bit wild and not worry about like certain adult issues is just such a privilege and and something that I do think if you can indulge in it but if something like a relationship is holding you back from being able to avail of some of all the things that should be accessible to you because of your age then that's just a totally different thing you know but I think it kind of does like realistic like I mean because you know Fair enough, right? When I was in college, there was loads of couples, okay? But, like, because they were in the same college in the same year in the same friend group, they could live their crazy... Like, they could be... They were doing the same shit that I was doing. Mm -hmm. But that's so situational. Like, some people go into college with a boyfriend that they've had from school. He's not in your college. He's not in your college group. Like, I had that. So... Like, you know, and I knew knew people who had that who were in, like, healthier relationships than I was. But it's like there's always going to be that push and pull like even now like when I'm in a you know a relationship and you've known her from being in a relationship too there's just certain liberties that being single gives you now there's certain liberties that being in a relationship gives you too you know it's both uh you know but there is a kind of thing where like I think that's exactly it though I think, yeah I think like if we're comparing like you were saying about like if your daughter or whatever and having that I think what our generation is sold is that you can have it all and you should have it all. You should have a wonderful childhood. You should have your crazy college years mm-hmm. and traveling time. You should intern a little First bit. First love that you're still loving. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like there are choices in life. You yeah. can't have it all. Like, no. I mean, of course you want to, but like, say for me having children young, that took away my ability to mm-hmm. fuck off to Thailand and take ayahuasca or whatever that yeah. other people in my college were doing or, you know, just be wild and free for a couple mm-hmm. of years. But it is just like, you cannot have it all. And there's always going to be someone who has a different life than you. So you have to just be solid in your decision. Now, of course, with relationships, there's always that like gamble of you could spend seven years with a guy and it goes tits up. And then you're like, why the fuck didn't I shag a load of hot guys in college? But what Mm -hmm. are you going to do? You can't live your life with that thought Mm -hmm. process. You can't be like, oh you know I shouldn't get married just in case or whatever or I should be single because I don't want it like you have to just be solid in your own decisions and another question actually Jenny we got um on Tumblr was um how do you guys make big decisions which I think kind of links in with this one it's kind of like and 
I, I don't know if there's any like way to make a big decision because like there's always gambles like there's always sometimes a gamble also, yeah like and sometimes also big decisions you only see them as big decisions after the fact yeah sometimes they just come they turn up in your life and you, you just don't go, notice yeah you're you've... like I'm gonna choose this Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, like if I look back at certain choices I've made, I definitely wasn't like sitting down and writing pros and cons. No. But I'm like that choice definitely impacted like how my mm. life moved. But I think in this, like our generation in, in 2020, we're so used to living online and being able to see visibly how everyone else, like comparing how we are living to other people. So that I think can infringe your ability to be like, am I happy? Because they seem to be happier. But like, you just have to be kind of content. Mm. And I think we're sold this lie of being like, you can have the, you can have it all. You should have this wonderful life. And it's like, life is wonderful, but you just have to accept what you've got, like what you've been given and try to make the most out of it. And And make decisions, you know, you don't have to make like the whole big decision thing is like you know say for example if we bring it back to like long-term relationships right from like a young age like you could see that as a holistic big decision as in like I'm deciding to stay in this relationship or now I'm in college will I decide to leave it's like take it step by step see how it goes like you don't have to like it's also a thing in society now where it's like you have to know exactly what you want immediately and you have to make the decision knock it on the head you know no like go to college say you've got it your fellow like everyone could be telling you you want to break up with your boyfriend before you go to college go to college and see who it is maybe he's going to make friends with all your college friends or maybe then if he starts to be if you start to see that it is holding you back and if you start to want like that was a big thing for me wanting to break up with my boyfriend I was like I actually want this life not that life like I I went in going out with him you know I went out with him up until like I think it was like halfway through first year and I could just see myself edging closer and closer to wanting to be more more so I wanted to be like indulging in my college years I didn't really see it as like singledom but I knew I couldn't do that with a boyfriend and you also didn't you also didn't want him around and I think I it's a kind of case of if you recognize that like you having this relationship and the choices to kind of continue nourishing that relationship equal that you feel like you're sacrificing a lot of Mm -hmm. things that you want to do and that you're feeling oh yeah because I have some friends like that who I'm like I can tell that you're kind of not really wanting to hang out with your boyfriend and that you're saying oh I wish I could but no I have to see him and look everyone thinks that at some point as well with their fella yeah of course but if it's a consistent thing of being like yeah if you're feeling pulled and like you're missing out or if you are it is just about being content yeah you know and or being able to like 
you know, if you do have a boyfriend and you're in college or whatever, or you're doing something else, you know, whatever point point in your life is that your boyfriend's kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake. But like, if you can sacrifice the one weekend, you know, out just to hang with your fella because you haven't seen him in two weeks, like, and you're fine when you're doing it. You know what I mean? I think it's like, that was something for me that like, when I would be missing out on nights out or whatever even when I was hanging out with him I was like this is shite you know it's not like mm. I then hung out with him and was like oh we're having so much fun I'm sorry for being so mean to you in front yeah. of my friends <laughs> you know <laughs> but I do think looking back at like my college years like I mean hindsight is a wonderful thing but me getting with Rilo's dad in like first year the latter half of my first year of college like dear god my first half year of NCAD was so bomb like Mm. it was so fun I just was so free and like no no worries of like texting a lad or is it weird that I'm talking to this guy and it was just like so exciting yeah and then you know I had this longing because I hadn't had a long-term relationship so I had it in my head I was like oh god loads of people in college have had these like you know exes that they were going out with for a year or two years and I was like oh I went out with a guy for three months or whatever so that was something that I was like comparing myself I was like oh shit I feel a bit like a bit lesser than because Mm -hmm. they have all this like experience and I didn't so then when I went out with my first proper boyfriend uh you know I was more thinking about that being like okay I remember that when I was like in my younger 20s being like, okay, I just want to go out with someone for at least six months so I can say oh, I had a six month 100%. relationship. 100%. Yeah. And like, I was so the same in college that like, obviously I broke up and was single for my first half of, whoa, we were so opposite, man. For my oh, first yeah. half of first year and it was so, I can't remember what the fuck and then like exams. But then from second year, all the rest of college, I was completely single. Now, there was 100%, like I remember myself and Leanne where I was just like, I want a boyfriend because there was a huge group of people that we kind of like were, you know, hanging around with ish that were like, there was a load of couples in them. You know, that way they're like college couples and me mm. and Leanne were always like, I want that they're, And they're more adult as well And it's kind of yeah, like, like Having your, dinner parties Oh god Well that's Trinity, Trinity. Yeah. I mean yeah And like NCAD was even like that Like they mm. were like But they all you know, live in house shares Yeah and, Couples know. are randomly living together Oh my god I like, know fuck? That happens so much in like second year But like now looking back on it As you said hindsight 2020 I'm so glad That I was 100% single Throughout all of college Like I think it really added to my experience and I think that's the importance for me it's like fair enough being in a long-term relationship but I do think the problem you know really good like the problem is acting like a mini adult because I'm like oh my god you have to act as an adult for the literal entirety of your life past college yeah so So why why not indulge (laughs) like you have the excuse to be a dumb little shit in college bleed and take it take it oh 100% especially because it's like you know you're an adult so you get all the liberties of being able to go to the club you can buy a yes. drink you can tell your mom and dad I'm an adult have your ciggies. but you can still literally act like a teenager yeah. so you're that like- for me would be like I do think you know even if you're in like the most healthy relationship ever like I remember there was so many couples that were like everyone was like they'll be together forever in college and like they broke up like the year after college and I remember being like I'd be raging if I oh, had I four years of relationship of college hanging out with all these rides by the way and yeah. then we we get dumped the and first well, minute. When you're in college, there's fuckloads of guys and there's yes. fuckloads of opportunities to date, kind of like, you know, yeah. with ease. And try on a load of guys for size as well. Yeah, and just you be know? like hanging out with guys here and there, getting to know, the, like kind of figuring out who you are. That's so college. Yeah. Who am yeah. I? But it's like, you know, it's like, like what you're saying when you're talking about the mini adult thing. Like, I, I'm sure there are some relationships where you're having fun and all that kind of stuff where, you know, it's like a lighthearted relationship. But when it comes to long-term relationships, 
there is a level of adultness that will just come hand in hand with that whether you're ready for it or not so like if you are in a four-year relationship in third year college you automatically in my opinion are probably going to be in a slightly more grown-up serious you know this is like you know we're going to my friends my going to my boyfriend's house for dinner like there are things that like I just didn't have to bother with because I was single in college and you know so that would be something that I'm like if you do choose to stay in a long-term relationship and again you might prefer it that way but you might be living I don't know if you can live that full-on like kind of like semi-adolescent yet being an adult life in college while also being in a long-term relationship now you can have your little boyfriends here or there but oh, like, exactly and I think long-term. that's and that's like a choice that you have to consider because yeah. you don't get that chance again post-college no, you don't. and even if you do want to be like <laughs> like me who is this you know I'm kind of still immature in some sense of like I still go out and whatever but it's just totally different like you it's like college is just such a of the moment time yeah. and if you're privileged privileged enough to go to college and have yeah. that experience like I mean I remember I was living with my friend Michelle like I didn't you know half living with her half not basically just had this sesh gaff in NCAD but her um roommate moved out and she had to move someone else in from NCAD and this girl moved in with her boyfriend a long-term relation and we'd be like coming back from the nights out like wearing one shoe <laughs> you know our hair fucking bedraggled like with so many stories to tell we'd have a cigarette in her room yeah. and like the roommate would be like hey um can you not smoke inside and like her and her boyfriend would be like shooing us out because they were having another couple over for dinner that night and it was just such an opposite world and I was so glad that I was in my fucking yeah. minging ass sesh world. Your weird little bubble. No, it's you're so right. I think uh, you just have to choose what what kind of life you want to live. But I don't think ultimately it's the worst thing if you're in a long term relationship when you're young. It's not, but it is a gamble. And relationship, gamble. every relationship yeah. is gamble and stuff like that. But yes, queen. Uh, last question. Eh? Hey, girls. My boyfriend is such an amazing guy. It's a healthy and loving relationship. My question is. What do you do when your love languages don't match? My love language is words of affirmation. Well, he shows love by doing things. So it's acts of servitude, I believe. My past relationships were very unhealthy. So I feel like I need lots of reassurance by words. How can I put my insecurities aside and learn not to rely on constant feedback? I love a good love language question. I love a love language question. So let's, just in case some of the girls don't know the love language. Oh, yes. The different types so so oh, what, I'm gonna google it just first yeah and I'll explain so love language is basically how you show love but also how you would like to receive love and usually how you show it is usually what you kind of want as well because you usually like project what you want so say for example this girl is saying words of affirmation which is one of the love languages she wants words of affirmation so she wants a guy to be like I love you so much you're so beautiful blah blah mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 so she probably also gives that to him she needs the descriptive of like oh what are you thinking what do you think about me yeah how do you think a relationship is going another one is quality time Mm -hmm. so some people will expect like a lot of time spent together and doing things um like without phones you know they'd be it'd be like a, a big thing for them would be like we're going away for the weekend just you and me and it's a phoneless society we're going to like or that kind of like if the fella was like oh i'm going out with the lads and they're like oh oh we usually have the weekend together like mm. can't deal with that shit and then there's giving gifts um, which the is the gassest one giving gifts my love language is gifts <laughs> which is like giving and receiving so yeah. yeah you either are like 
very just generous with buying stuff for your partner to show love you just buy them stuff or else you like receiving gifts that's my worst one that's my worst one too gifts I buy myself gifts honey yeah Um, acts of service who we both love they yeah and that's what she's saying her boyfriend is so and then the last one is physical touch physical touch so that's like someone who's real tactile and like kind of PDA vibes but acts of servitude is like someone who does stuff for you like would be like I'll fucking get your accountant sorted or I'll drive you to work every day or yeah. that that's how or I'll that, put that shelf up mm, and that's a lot of I think it's a very Irish male way of ha- like a lot of Irish guys I know would be like that a and good Irish man a good Irish man because like I feel like it's their comfort zone well it is their comfort zone of like showing affection however I do feel find that it's the one that a lot of girls find the hardest to recognise as a love language I didn't know that was a love language until we did our episode on love languages which was like two Valentine's days ago I never knew that that was like I was like oh like I knew that because I think like for me I was always like well everyone does that in a way for people that they care about you'll be like oh I'll pick that up for you or I'll do this or I'll do that but there is a specific love language way about it that's more uh towards like romantic people that you love and it can be really hard to compute because you're like he never tells me he likes me I think maybe like see I've seen it that's how my dad is to my mum yes and my mum and dad are quite similar with their love languages from what I'm you've got more uh experience with it yeah so uh, like that was always something that like I have not ever found a man who has you know that has been his love language Mm. but it is definitely something that I would kind of put on a pedestal because it's how I've seen and been shown love through my parents because like that's how they work Mm. you know like my mum will do things for my dad and vice versa and also they have like quality time would be another one like they definitely like they have their weekends away or they have like going out for dinner and they put the time into just them but definitely that was something that I struggled with in my past relationships because that kind of configuration over like because it's probably the least romantic out of all of them like physical yeah. touch words of affirmation well, quality time in a really uh, like in a veneer kind of way a very superficial yeah like yeah. For, which is you know a lot of romance these days we only see it as a superficial thing because a lot of the time it's also like invented by women for women so we're like romance is like gifts and presents and yachts and then like or like him like smothering me with kisses yeah, every morning or like you know a good morning text calling me beautiful every day it's like usually shit that no man actually does they've just read it in a magazine they're like that's how you do it I also it's like I words of affirmation for me I like I, I like an honest communication mm. with a guy like I, I very much appreciate that but I don't need uh, like constant kind of like you're gorgeous like, or no. da, 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 da. it's like I just have to go through my Instagram comments to get that you know the way. yeah I think what like so I kind of resonated with her thing as well because I would be similar to her in the sense that Evan's love language is definitely uh, acts of service acts of service and mine would be more words of affirmation and I think for ages I was always like especially when we started seeing each other I was so like does this guy like me because I would always be because mine is words of affirmation like I would be I'm not over the top of it but I wouldn't I, I'd be like to a guy like oh I really like you mm-hmm. and blah 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 and like usually guys would kind of give it back to me a bit but Evan is very not <laughs> words of affirmation yeah uh, so I was always like why is this guy hanging out with me this is so weird he's like never told me he likes me but he'll like shoot all my merch for me like, yeah is he my mate it's very you have to reconfigure what you've been told is romantic 
because we're told romance is like sweeping me off my feet and bring me out to dinner now he did a few of them too don't get me wrong I'll give him I'll throw him well I think it's communicative I think it's like yeah. it's not that um yes you're trying to configure like romance from how we've been sold it via like mm. movies and songs or whatever but it also is how you communicate so you communicate with your words yeah. like if you like someone and you are into them and you find them attractive you will just tell them yes. which I am the same like yeah. if I like someone I'll just tell them and, and a I, lot of and, girls are I feel and I'm like it is and I it's like I I just think some guys don't really think like that but if yeah. they're enjoying your company and if they value you and want to see you again then they'll kind of maybe implement like certain things like acts of service and that's how mm. they tell you that they yeah. like you so it's just a, a different communication exactly and you just have to rewire your brain into accepting that as like it, that it, it, it can also be a love language like that's just from my experience as someone who had no kind of exposure to acts of service as a kind of love language like you had it with your dad so you saw you know that's the best way if you see your dad doing it to your mom you completely can see that as like a way yeah. of like well, expressing I love I also my mom and dad spoke to me about it because okay. like my parents are Christian that's these five love languages are, re- are really they speak about it in the church and stuff mm-hmm. um you know it's something to be aware of and I think that having the same love language is you know sometimes can be counterproductive so yeah. say you both really value words of affirmation mm. and me and my ex would have been like that we both would have yeah. told each other oh, I love, mm. da, 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 and it can just become a spend. whole lot of talk after yeah a while. but then it was like that was not built on anything because we were saying all these nice things to each other but then you know I felt it was an equal because I was also doing the acts of service because it was what I was used mm-hmm. to seeing but then he wouldn't follow up. have been doing that to me so okay. I was giving the affirmation and the acts of service mm. and he was just giving the affirmation and it wasn't following through so say with words of affirmation someone can be like I want to do this we 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 like a we person where they're like we should do this I want to buy this let's go in on this couch together or whatever the fuck you're yapping on about but if it's not gonna like launch into the actual physical act of service where you're both going to book the trip yeah or going to the couch shop to buy the couch or whatever you know if it's like that can be difficult because like at the start of my relationship with my ex it was like oh we're so in love because we're telling each other we are but Mm. then it wasn't transcending so that's when it was difficult because it was like uh, that's I think when my love language changed because I was like then not believing what he was saying because mm-hmm. it wasn't following through you know? yeah well you didn't you know you can't accept someone's love language if it's words of affirmations when you've got a breach of trust because then their words are just words you know what yeah. I mean it's like it's like you're saying you want an honest compliment but you don't want some guys just blowing smoke up your ass constantly mm-hmm. and then it's like so unequal because it's like kind of random like I mean obviously I've got words of affirmation so I'd be like you know you know saying that stuff to Evan but I'm not like hey queen oh you're looking hot today <laughs> like it's so unequal like men can men do that a lot to women but it's like random as hell if I was like oh when I'm walking through the door I think this is as well why you know if we're looking at the acts of service it is probably the most masculine way to show love mm-hmm. you know? and it's a real tangible touch way. I think physical touch and acts of service is probably the most like masculine way and then if we're looking the more like effeminate ways would be like words of aff- affirmation mm-hmm. and quality time like women love spending time with and women are just great communicators so like it would make sense that we'd be really and we're very empathetic so it's really good it would make sense that like women would appreciate like talking about our emotions and spending time talking about it yeah but because men, that's how we like, talk with our gals yeah you exactly know? it's like how we make we're sense. more used to it it's, yeah it's how we make sense of like relationships and romance and where we stand like it's like why girls are always like we need to have a talk and men are like 
why don't I hang your shelf? Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, Can hang I just the shelf your car? and we talk. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is like, I mean, so for this girl, like I would say to her, like she's saying that like she's had really unhealthy relationships. So she feels that she needs a lot of reassurance by words. And I can I can like understand that because maybe your trust has been broken in the past or like maybe you feel that like a lot of the time that can be because a guy has blown smoke up your ass and then broken your trust you know that way where it's like you've expected your relationship was one thing and then it was like flipped and you're like oh I think as well with um if you've had unhealthy relationships in the past that is learned Mm -hmm. so if you've had long-term relationships that are unhealthy that is the norm yeah. you know so you're used to the chaos yeah you're used to the chaos you're second guessing like normal people like this is your normal your new normal is like mm-hmm. chaos and so if someone is being like up straight with you or kind to you if you're used to being tripped up and let down and treated badly then you can be like what it can be hard to like accept true love or like yeah. an, a nice guy you know yeah and I- that's something that you do have to be aware from and if you have dealt I think with seriously unhealthy relationships it probably is good as well to be able to um seek like to speak to someone because if you're looking for your partner to continuously like reinforce his feelings or make you feel good or make you feel safe and secure in this relationship it might be beyond his pay grade because if he is used to healthy relationships he might be like what like what's going on here so like it can be like not to put her down but it can be annoying like I've never had it with a boyfriend but I've kind of had it with some friends in the past where they feel like I feel like I they expect me to constantly reassure them that we're mates and I'm like you'll know if we're not mates because we have a healthy friendship and we can communicate like if we're quote unquote not mates I'm not sneaking off bitching about you like if we're good we're good and so that can be a thing that you're bringing past trauma or past kind of toxicity into a new relationship and again as you said Linz it's so true that you know as humans we're what we're used to whether it's healthy or not is comfortable to us because it's it's learned it's learned and it's what we're completely used to like it's why a lot of the time you know um you do find people who are used to say like chaotic relationships or abusive relationships abusive or even on the lighter end just fighting all the time and yapping and or like that almost turns into their love language yeah well it does because it's it's what you're used to sometimes and you know there can be a bit of that that's healthy you know there can be a bit where it's like oh whatever we just we get at each other but then there it can it's a scale right there can be a scale where you're just so used to people and this goes to friendships too people treating you badly that you're actually more comfortable living in what's regular for you rather than seeing your new fella being like yes you might not have this love language that you want right he might not have this words of affirmation but you can recognize that he's doing the acts of service so instead of concentrating what he doesn't have and this goes across beyond love languages it's like with boyfriends if you're questioning your fella like I mean look at what they do have and what they do give you and then see if it's if that in itself is enough then don't everyone's missing something you know that way there's always someone has like a communication lapse somewhere you know and there's no point in only concentrating on that but unless it outweighs the good you know that way like if it is like impacting your relationship and you totally seem like self-aware that you're like recognizing Mm. that it's your past kind of more traumatic relationships that are probably disabling you from moving forward into this healthy relationship but you cannot be in a healthy relationship until you're healthy in yourself and if you have this past unresolved trauma I mean for me I when 
you know, everything went down with um, my, for, for Rilo's dad. Yeah. And he, it was just such a shock to my system. He moved away and like, it was just something I never expected to mm. be like, I was fine with being single parent co-parenting, but I really yeah. was knocked for six when he moved away and just was not helping me at all with the choice of it was it was just so and it really was like took over my brain I couldn't understand it I spoke about it so much I couldn't figure it out I was just so angry I was really really angry and like I think was my sister said to me one day you know and it was also a family issue so we were talking about it like Mm. as you know with my friends with my family it was just like no one understood it and it was deplorable behavior so it was like this you know, almost exciting thing to talk about, to try and figure out. But there was one day, I think my sister said, like, you need to just leave it. You need to just... Move on. Move on. Mm. Because you're bringing it into your everyday. And I I was just, like, so distrustful of people. And it just, it affected me. But I was like, you're never going to figure it out. You're never going to understand. You're never going to, like, conclude it with, say, your ex-partner or whatever. I didn't so it was just like I need to just figure it out and, and expect better for myself and my son and whatever so with the same with relationships it's like yes it is disheartening when you look back and see you being mistreated by someone and especially when you're like oh my goodness I so believed in that law yeah I felt you know, like it. when it's an ego hit it's so hard to where you're like why did I believe that bullshit? Oh, no, like, like what? that was the same me in my last relationship. I'm like, fucking hell. And of course, it's again, like we said in the last three questions, hindsight is 2020. And it can feel a bit embarrassing when you're oh, like, oh my goodness, I literally, bruised. and when we're talking about like, say long-term relationships, like the last question, you're like, I spent five years. Yeah. It was a Lapping waste it of time because or, I was like, do you know what's so bad as well? Oh, and it's, it just happens to everyone, but like it's when your friends are like, yeah, you know, like say you like bring up something about your like boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend, should I say that like, you're like, yeah, like I really didn't really like that he didn't have a job for two years. And your friend's like, yeah, we'd, we'd mentioned that. And you're like, I know, ah, you're like, oh, you've never said it aloud. And you're like, and that's everyone a, knew. I know. <laughs> and that's the most mortifying thing because it's so easy to pull like the wool over your eye. Like yeah. for a guy that you're like mad about or whatever. Like I mean, even like with ex-friendships of mine, like say my gal pals would be like, yeah, we really didn't like her. You're like, oh yeah, God, you're like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was like aware of them being like a bit, you know, making things uncomfortable yeah. or like coming to things that they weren't invited to and being like, is that okay, girls? And then being like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But the but the main thing is, is that like everyone gets in those awkward points where like you're like, oh God, hindsight. But the important thing is to, as you said, what happened to you with uh, Rilo's dad is like moving on from it and not applying it to every new boyfriend friend whatever that you have you yeah know, that way and this girl like she might be you know if she was unfortunate enough to have really unhealthy relationships and a string of them that's really really hard and it can feel like you can blame yourself you can there's so much shit to unpack there but yeah. you know what you have to you have what you have to do is break the cycle and you it have to break like the you, cycle and you've broken it in the sense that you're saying you've got this good guy now new enough relationship as far as i can tell and you know you're self-aware in the point that you're you can see that this is how he is expressing love so you just have to take that as face value and you know you can also see that you're not uh, you're not there that you're not you're not enjoying this relationship your healthy relationship that you've I'm assuming longed for Mm. if you've been in like difficult situations like I think everyone longs for like a nice healthy relationship and if you're seeing that you have this but you're still bringing in like your past trauma and you maybe haven't unpacked that so like I would like don't 
devalue the fact that like those past experiences whether it was like a seriously unhealthy relationship or just a kind of like you know we were fighting loads kind of relationship don't devalue the fact that they do impact your Mm. your ways of communicating with Mm -hmm. people so maybe if your last boyfriend didn't you know wasn't giving you any kind of like acknowledgement of like being in this relationship and whatever so that's why with this boyfriend you're looking for this constant reassurance yeah of like yah, yah, cause yeah because maybe we're in love we're in love yeah. we're in love I'm not gonna fuck you up I'm not gonna yeah. like and leave you for the sesh for three days I'm yeah. here I'm fine yeah. it's, it's like you need to do that outside because it then is you're bringing in this unhealthy sh- and then yeah. the worst thing about it where I've been in situations before with like smaller relationships and I've been like okay I need to opt out of this because I'm not ready but like there's been times this is in the past I mean like when I would have I'm like whoa because of my past relationships and the past toxicity that I endured I'm now being the toxic one yeah you know like I'm bringing in these things and making it toxic and uncomfortable when my partner is more healthy than my last one I and so it's like if it's if that's happening you need to just figure that out and whether it's talking to someone but you just don't want to bring it into your relationship yeah I agree and also remember with words of affirmation the end of the day words are just words and that's why you know me and Lindsay have always well you always told me and then I was like oh my god she's so right that like Mm -hmm. the acts of service is the best one because it's so tangible and it's helpful like words on both sides yeah you know like you want to have someone who you help and they like you know and that's a kind of partnership in that sense and words of affirmation like you're just going off your gut that they're as honest as you are because like you know if you're like I'm sure you think of yourself as an honest person so your words of affirmation are coming from a place of honesty but like people can also use words of affirmation to manipulate you so but also with words of affirmation it's very much just insular to your relationship yeah, like words you know like words of affirmation is like you two talking mm. on the couch or whatever but like all the other things is more like as a spherical like whole relationship yeah, it's like and holistic. How it's, yeah so um you got yourself a good one yeah Especially if you can drive. That's the dream. That's like the golden nugget. (laughs) Oh my God. A man with a little motor. A man with a car. Who will drive you somewhere. Oh, Oh, stop. We're getting wet. I am, literally. (laughs) I can't deal. A man who can drive is so rare. Well, according to us. According to us, honestly. Like, I mean. The dream. The literal dream. I I would wonder, is there like a Venn diagram? Maybe we should make one, like a meme of like, Dublin lads, you can only choose two. And it's like, can drive, has an apartment, steady job, maybe? You can only choose two. Very rare to get the trifecta. True. Very true. Whoa, I'll have to make that. I'll make that meme. I'll make that meme, guys. (laughs) Okay, guys, that is all that we have this week for you. We've got a really juicy app coming next week. We're going to be talking about free Britney. You've asked for it. We're going to do it. Uh, yeah. so Let's not leave Britney alone. Yeah. Remember that meme? Leave Chris Britney Crawford. alone. I was like. Who's now? A porn star. A porn star? You're going to say TikTok star. Only fans. Look him up. He looks so different now. He's like a beefcake with veneers really hot. Can I just say that he started the sheet behind. Remember he had the yes! sheet? And oh, now every motherfucking girl on social media had the sheet. Oh, the sheet. The flat sheet. You could see the peg. Okay, guys. TTYL. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.